Hi, this is Rob. Hey, it's Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. This is a weekly series about remote work, dealing with distractions, working from home, and all the things that are going on in the world kind of relate to what we're talking about. Uh, our topic for today is remote communication. Um, trying to stay topical still. Uh, we'll try our hardest yeah. not to make it about the coronavirus, um, at least <laughs> to some extent. You know, we're outside of that and honestly i felt like the last episode was better um but um and i feel like this is like every conversation i have with everyone about everything it's just like yeah. how it relates to covid19 or whatever and i've been starting to think like at some point this is just normal this is just yeah. the new normal so it, it's not like we're talking about a topical thing anymore at some point it's just going to be like we're just talking about life <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's that's i think the sad part about everything yeah <laughs> but i think it honestly i think it could be the good thing in in other ways and uh i have a couple like thoughts and topics on on our on mm. our show topic today because um i think some good can come out of it in in uh, not only like technology but in the way that we interact with other people and all sorts of stuff and so yeah related we, uh, oh sorry go ahead uh, i've just uh, it's unrelated to like zoom or virtual meetings but that idea of taking some of the things that we're doing as the new normal is something that elizabeth and i talked about a little bit um of just like man it's kind of nice to you know go and say hey i need i don't know this bottle of wine curbside delivered right you know and oh, not yeah. because i don't want to get sometimes i don't want to get out of my car but because someone is always immune compromised because they're going through chemo right and they don't want to get the flu or right they don't want to get a cold they can't get anything yeah. ever it's not just this or, well and, know, it's, and have, it could go the opposite way like if you have uh you know someone who's a immune compromised or if you have a sick kid or you're sick yeah, exactly. and you're just trying to be mindful, you know, of not being an ass. Yeah. Or if you just have a kid. Right. And or two and yeah. getting them out of the car for every <laughs> errand that you have to do is awful. Yeah. And so you can. So the, the idea and, you know, they've done curbside groceries for a while now, but they haven't done curbside, you know, bluetooth speaker mm -hmm. <laughs> delivery you know it, and so all these businesses are being forced to sort of accommodate and and stay afloat and i think it's putting infrastructure in place for them to to like move forward a yeah. little bit yeah <laughs> and it's kind of nice it is nice and i think i mean we can relate it back to what we're talking about the same thing can go for it's basically just bettering the services that we already have right yeah, um so absolutely. Right now we're talking about remote communication, and uh, I think we kind of landed on this topic just because it's so obviously prevalent right now. Um, yeah. And one of the things right away is, okay, there was this huge uptick, influx in Zoom usage, you know, in the last month. And yeah. I think immediately, of course, hackers start, we're like, oh, Zoom bombing, that's a cool thing. So they were just <laughs> randomly going, have you heard about this? 
Yeah. Um, you know, people just randomly show up. Like we have our two screens kind of sitting up right here and we're talking to each other. <laughs> Somebody just floats Some third dude side. would just kind of appear and just be like, hey, what's up? Um, so. Hey, here he goes. What, what's your credit card number? <laughs> so, uh, so Zoom cracked down and they made it to where you had to admit um, people into a room. So like when I, uh, you mm-hmm. know, we're using my account right now, I invited you in and like I had to admit you and that's like a new thing. And so I think that a lot of these services and a lot of the things that we use in daily life are just going to get more scrutinized, which they should be, you know, it should be more yeah. regulated, um, even just personally regulated. It doesn't even necessarily need to be like a, I'm not trying to get on some kind of like government thing. I'm just saying that like, you know, we should be more mindful and paying attention to the way that we're doing business um, yeah, in, in sure. relation to this stuff. So Remote communication right now, I don't know about you, but I've had more Zoom sessions and FaceTime sessions in the last month than I think I ever have. Dude, Zoom. I don't even know any other ones because of Zoom. Zoom's become a verb. Yeah. Google. Yeah, that's fair. uh, It's it's great for them Uh (laughs) and whoever owns stock in Zoom, Uh I guess. But yeah, I mean, uh, we, you know, being part of the startup world and just being a, a, a in a creative jobs in this you know decade we've always used things like zoom or zoom and we've always telecommuted communicated with people so it's not super different or new right but like doing the school thing is school school yeah and So that's a massive topic for me, um, Mm -hmm. Zoom school, because uh, not because of what I do for a job right now, um, which that that is related. But um, Mm -hmm. we don't have Zoom school up here in the sticks. Oh, really? No. So this is a thing that uh, I actually not to be too. um, Oh, I don't know what the word is. activist about this episode or whatever, but, um, you know, something that I've started to realize is a real problem, um, in the world and definitely in the United States, which we, you know, we have a tendency as a country to just be like, everything's fine here. Um, uh, which is not true. <laughs> um, I think everybody knows now that. Yeah. Not true. So, um, there are, uh, an estimated, 20 to 40 million, and this is just based on reports on where you read, obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. any, the, there's a solid uh, 20, uh, but probably more upwards of 40 million um, households in the U.S. that do not have high-speed internet. And That's um, crazy. And then if you go beyond that, 65% of all of the counties in the country do not have what the government considers like fast enough internet. So not even high speed, just really? like, just like above, like, you know, broadband. Um, so That's we're talking like a bummer. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you. Um, I don't know what yours is like, but, uh, I'm kind of a, a nerd. So I would, I used to constantly check mine in St. Louis and I was always getting mm-hmm. like 200 megs down or so. And then I would get like, I don't know, 30 or 40 up. And that's like blazing fast. Um, yeah. And when I came up here, uh, I live in the, uh, you know, in the mountains in a small mountain town in North Carolina. And, um, I have, I have 20 down right now and less than one up. And that is me. I am a very odd duck up here, apparently. And my, uh, my, my parents actually live, you know, just down the hill there and they have like eight down, um, (laughs) and like less than one up. 
And apparently most of the people around here just don't have internet at all. Man, that's so crazy. if you think about what's happened with this, you know, with the with the pandemic, mm-hmm. it becomes almost kind of like you were saying about curbside. Like that's a luxury, but in this situation, it's almost like somewhat of a necessity. Um, yeah. And for some people, it is definitely a necessity. And I think when we start talking about remote communication, we start talking about um, uh, just, uh, communication in general, um, digital mm-hmm. communication. We start talking about seniors, uh, disabled people, um, yeah. and 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 children. You know that um, that need to communicate um, with. Uh, it could be medical. It could be educational. It could be a lot of different things. That the internet is used for more than just watching cat videos and ordering you yeah. know, pizza. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to me, that's you know, you think pandemic response, and you think of like medical stuff, mm-hmm. but to me everybody having internet and able to continue with things like school as they're locked down at home is also part of the pandemic response 100 percent, something that should be remedied and and we you know we uh a lot of times especially when it comes to government um and it comes to public you know funding we as as a culture obviously we have a tendency to we lean toward the lowest common denominator. I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that in if 5% of your population doesn't have internet, okay, well then we can't do internet school. We just have to instead send home papers and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, provide alternate ways of learning. And so, you know, that's how they're doing it. I mean, they're, we have, we don't have internet school in, in the fact that we're not learning. He's not learning new things. Sure. They get on once a week to meet and like go over stuff that they already know. Yeah. And it's, it's purely, um, if you want to, yeah. you don't have to. Well, it's he's also so. kindergarten, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different. So, I mean, even, even yeah. my kids only in, you know, fourth grade. So it's a little bit different than, um, you know, uh, if you were in high school right now uh-huh. and needing to actually like, you know, there's some finished school, yeah, yeah. finished school. And so we can't, you know, we, we can't even communicate in the most basic way. And it's, it's, I think it's going to bring to light, um, amongst a lot of other things, um, this communication gap, this community digital yeah. divide, I think is what I'm reading about. And there's a website, um, I will post it in the show notes, um, called connected nation. Um, mm-hmm. that's all about this. And, uh, they've got a whole like rural, uh, section or, or rural focus. That word is awful to say. Yeah. Um, they've got a whole rural. focus on that. Um, and you know, as a, uh, city, city boy and a tech nerd, you know, it's just not something that was ever really brought to the forefront for me. Um, yeah. and just realizing that there's this huge breakdown in communication, um, out here. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, um, that, we, we we have like a pandemic like this and it just starts to bring to light certain things that you don't even think about that to me are starting mm-hmm. to become like almost an essential like internet is kind of you know not yeah. not quite up there maybe with healthcare but in some ways it is because that is how some people get their healthcare uh-huh you i know, mean it's how it's how a lot of people manage their money yeah it's how yeah i mean it's it is absolutely essential it's not impossible to live without it. Sure. But it sure is hard. Yeah. And I, I think that, 
um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, subsidy going on right now and, and relief. And uh, one thing that really wouldn't be that hard, um, just knowing, you know, networking and infrastructure of my own, um, it wouldn't be too nuts to, uh, it, during this time, I feel like it should have been brought out like, hey, we're going to go ahead and open up internet for, you know, for everyone for the next yeah. six months or whatever. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of surprising. So we're talking about Zoom. We're talking about FaceTime. Obviously, all those things are connected um, to the oh. internet, and uh, and so you can't do this. So now all of a sudden you're squandered away at home. You have no way to uh, leave your house or whatever. You can't go talk to uh, a doctor. Um, I know right now my in-laws um, uh, actually use online doctors to get like uh, kind of that first step if they feel like something's wrong or whatever. They'll talk. They have like yeah. an online doctor or whatever. And so like you uh -huh. can't do that. You can't even communicate with your family. Um, yeah. You know, so you're literally just stuck in a box, you know, in a rural area where you can't leave. Um, mm -hmm. so it's, I don't know, it, it kind of brought new things to light for me and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be too much, I don't want to be too dark and, you know, yeah. bleeding hard here, but at the same time, I think it's kind of pertinent. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, it, it's gone beyond a nice to have mm -hmm. and, and it really is nice to have, of course, but it's, it, it, especially now i mean we've already said this it's it's a necessity we couldn't and, uh i mean you and i uh for our jobs literally can't exist without it you yeah know? and in some ways some of the newer things that things that we are endeavoring to do um mm -hmm. i don't know if that's word but uh podcast <laughs> uh you know i'm you know i've started a youtube channel um you are hell getting... it's even hard with the internet to do this podcast sometimes yeah we can't even we can't even get our timing right on yeah. GarageBand. Yeah. So, <laughs> Imagine doing that without the internet. Right. Uh, so, I mean, related to that, what are your, um, when you're talking with your family, have you done the big, uh, the big grid, you know, talking to like 12 people at once? Um, we have, <laughs> and uh, not 12, we've done FaceTime on the iPad. Yeah. And I, I will tell you that it was probably the most annoying yeah. FaceTime call I've ever had, if not phone call I've ever had, because it, I don't know if you've done it on FaceTime. I've oh, done yeah. it on Zoom with the school and stuff, but with FaceTime, it it zooms. It's like bubbles floating, mm -hmm. and it zooms in on the person that's talking. Yeah, it's but really slowly. It's trying to be too and everybody's smart. and everybody's trying to talk at once, and everybody's internet connection sucks, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a bunch of like warbled half jokes yeah. and floating bubble people and then you're like all right well i love you guys see ya <laughs> it's it's difficult to me they're um, like whether it's work or personal and you're you know communicating remotely um there are like three buckets i think i think there's three um there's mm -hmm. the text bucket which is for me the most efficient easiest fastest and i think that's what most you know younger generation what are they now gen z or whatever um, oh man, there's so many generations. Whatever now. the youngest generation is now that's <laughs> using tech, um, I think that's why they gra gravitate toward, uh, you know, WhatsApp and, and Telegram and, and text and um, uh -huh. uh, you know Facebook Messenger and stuff like that. And they just use those tools as the way that they talk to people. Um, yeah, I think our generation and above are more used to phone communication. 
Um, yeah. That's how you connect with someone remotely. That's how you connect with someone across the globe or across the, the, the country. So that's like bucket two as the next most efficient, I guess, is to just pick up the phone and make a call. Um, uh-huh. We can talk about each one of these separately. And then the third one <laughs> um, is this new uh, – it's not new. It's feels novel to most people still. And I think that this yeah. certain – this pandemic has, has all of a sudden made it like, oh, this is just a normal thing we can do, um, which is video conferencing or video uh, chats. Yeah. Um, even to me, I am the most, you know, I have a ridiculous amount of, you know, gear that I don't need. I love tech. <laughs> I, you know, read about it. I, and I still feel like video calls are not the norm. You know, they to me, they're still kind of like a yeah. weird special thing. Like you need to actually um, – I need to text you first or call you first and be like, hey, I'm yeah. going to FaceTime you. <laughs> yeah, if somebody just FaceTimes me, I usually don't answer it. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, probably pooping. Why do you think uh, <laughs> why do you think that is? Like let's let's start with like in a in a work setting, you know, if your agent FaceTimed you right now, um I'd probably answer it. And why <laughs> why would that feel weird versus if you were in an office and they just kind of walk in your office and say, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, it would feel it would feel special, like mm-hmm. um, not special in. Ooh, I bet she's got something special to say. This will be fun. More like, like, oh, something must be really important <laughs> to to need to see um, facial expressions as well as hear my voice. Yeah, I think it feels a little special to us in particular. Not in particular, but our generation in particular, um, because it was that was the future yeah. to us. You know, when we just had phones. Yeah, that was. Remember that Friends episode with the UFC fighter? Oh yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, and he had the video thing <laughs> on his wall, and, and it was like a CRT television, rich. just like inset yeah. into the wall. <laughs> yeah, ooh, rich guy with the video phone. I think that was like the height of luxury, right? And and new technology, like you can see people while you talk to them from far away, and so maybe that's why it feels a little more special to us right. than people who like my kids who are just like, I want to Facetime GG. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It is a weird thing though. That it's. it's I mean, it's definitely there's the to me there's I put them in those three buckets because in my mind that that's the level of efficiency that they are. But I guess efficiency might not even be the right word. It's like the level of invasiveness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's. I don't even know. I mean, invasiveness. Yeah, and then urgency. Mm-hmm. Also, um, it, it, there's a. There's a greater sense of urgency, I guess, maybe to a text than an email, you know, yeah. in the same way that there is from, at least in my mind, from a FaceTime call to a phone call. Yeah. I'll ignore either one, probably. <laughs> Me too. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I don't even know how to unwrap that, really. Yeah, it's... Like, it's what the thought process is behind it. Well, I think it's the, it's asynchronous versus synchronous communication so i mean you know when you talk about work specifically about work or you know if someone if your agent or you know if you're working in an office or you know working on whatever and someone texts you or slacks you which i kind of equate those to about the same um yeah. depending and it could be a little bit different if it's work related then i i equate text maybe a little bit more serious mm-hmm. um 
But either way, it's this concept of, I think there's an inherent notion that when you send someone a text or send someone a Slack that it might be 30 minutes, it might be an hour, it might be four hours, kind of depending on who the person is. And yeah. you're just, you kind of assume that. So it's this, you know, um, it's, you know, asynchronous versus synchronous. It's, it's immediate uh, versus, uh, you know, get to it when you can. Um, yeah. Or actually, that I, I usually expect, expect texts to be immediate. Oh, really? I think I still think that way and not because of any real reason other than before iPhones it was the only thing that you potentially saw immediately. Right. You know, you didn't really get your email right on your phone until you got an iPhone. So you didn't see it till you got in front of your computer. So I still think of it that way, which is kind of weird because it hasn't been that way in 15 years. I know, but yeah, I still kind of expect, and I think about text differently than I think about like Facebook messenger, even though it all, it all, I get notified all of it, email, text, <laughs> Facebook, whatever, like it, it, to me, it's like, oh, well, maybe they're not on Facebook right? and they don't have their notification set up. Whereas you 99.9% of people have their text notifications up all the time. I mean, I think if we want to date ourselves, we, I remember a time and I'm sure obviously you do too, when I would go to text somebody and I would say, I would immediately say to myself, I wonder if they get texts. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, My dad didn't get texts until like last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's still got an Android phone. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think for me it's changed. It was more the way that you're talking about where everything was kind of um, immediate communication for the longest time. But mm -hmm. I've taken almost like a reverse approach in the last you know year, six months or so. And I think more people are starting to do this, which is um, turning off all my notifications. And really, yeah. I, I've kind of come to the conclusion, whether it's a phone call, a text, anything, um, I think I like text most because you can say, hey, this is urgent. You know, something's yeah. wrong. Um, urgent, your urgency also doesn't equal, you know, importance. <laughs> so Yeah, totally. It's only <laughs> urgent to to you yeah, you know yeah <laughs> it it could be urgent to other people but most of the time it's only urgent because the person sending the message thinks it's urgent yeah so i've turned all that stuff off and um when i get a text or whatever there's a lot of times where um i'm just you know i know that i don't know it's like maybe i want to like train people my assumption is i will answer this i don't know when i have time and um, yeah and it, it also kind of depends on what it is. If it's like a 30 second answer, then I'll answer it. If it's a, you know, I, I think this text thread might go back and forth for 10 minutes, then I'm going to wait. Um, yeah. and I think that's, yeah, what, that's, that's why, a fair I, point that's why I personally like text, um, because the invasiveness is really low. Whereas if I get yeah. a phone call, I'm like, I still, for, yeah, you have to drop everything. I just, kinda. I look at my phone in disgust when I get a call. Yeah. Um, I won't answer anything. Unless it has a name on it yeah. of who's oh, yeah. calling me. And even then, most of the time I don't answer it. Me neither. And because, then, I mean, I'm not, it's like I'm that busy of a person, really. It's just, it's the invasiveness. It's, mm -hmm. I, I have to stop cooking or I have to stop hanging out with my family or whatever I'm doing to talk on the phone, which isn't 
it doesn't like disgust me or anything to do that. It's just sometimes I can't. Yeah. Or, or sometimes it's easier just to be like, hey, I'll call you back in a text. Yep. And I don't know. So, you know, it's, it's, it makes me kind of a dick, probably. <laughs> <laughs> One of the random things that I, uh, started thinking about recently with the advent of all of this, uh, you know, video communication that I've been doing is, um, I'm waiting and I will pay, I don't know, any amount of money at this point. Not, that's not true, but a ridiculous amount of money for <laughs> up to what's in your bank. account. Yeah. Up to $100. Um, if, uh, if someone would figure out a way to make it look like I'm looking at the camera, when I'm yeah. talking on Zoom or FaceTime yeah, or whatever. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's kind of that way when you try to take a picture of yourself. Yeah. Like you're not, you're looking at yourself. Well, I'm like, looking at you right now. Yeah. But it looks like I'm looking at nothing. Yeah. I think we naturally want to look into someone's eyes, obviously. So like when yeah. I talk to you, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking yeah. up at my camera. This would be yeah. weird for me to like, for you right now, it's probably like, oh, that's nice. He's talking to me. Yeah, he's looking at me. He's finally <laughs> looking at me. Yeah, I, I look out the window the whole time anyway, so it's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, man, that'd be really cool if they'd figure out a way, some monitor company is going to figure out a way to embed, you know, eye tracking camera like behind the glass, you know? Yeah. Um, so it looks like more like- the whole screen's a camera. Yeah, I think that maybe that would make a big difference. And uh, and that's kind of what I was talking about with, um, you know, Zoom picked up on this. Oh, crap, we have a problem. We should probably fix it. It wasn't a problem until it got exacerbated by so many people using it. And I think yeah. the more video communication becomes an important or an essential in our day-to-day -day lives, I think, you know, these companies are going to, you know, scale up production on like new ideas like that you know, saying, mm -hmm. uh, want to make it look like more human. Like I'm talking to somebody instead of talking to, um, the middle of a screen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I mean, especially now that, I mean, how many, I don't even know the statistic, but how many people are just now using zoom mm -hmm. on like a, a personal level, right? You know, even me, like, I mean, we've used it for work and stuff before this, but I've, up until now have never used it for anything besides work right so now people are using it for all sorts of different things and it's bringing to light you know like you said little little problems here and there but it's also probably bringing to light just features that they could mm -hmm. add that make it more of a of a consumer type thing instead of a business type thing yeah it's uh it's weird how well zoom was already kind of set up for this, you know, a yeah. go to meeting and Skype. I don't even know if Skype's a thing. I'm sure it is. They'd probably love it. They'd probably be like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, finally, could have um, been us and it just wasn't. Yeah. Like WebEx, WebEx, <laughs> Skype, go to meeting. Those are all things. Google Hangouts, I'm pretty sure it's still a thing. Google Duo is like FaceTime, but you don't have to have, um, you know, a, a paid, like, you know, a cellular, you know, account yeah. or anything like that. Um, and then there's the other ones that, Maybe they'll get more popular now. I don't know. Um, Facebook portal. Um, I, I think, think it's a name thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I mean, I'm sure it has to, if you ask anybody that works for any of these companies, they'd be like, well, it's because we do it the best. But right. I don't know. I think I think Zoom just sounds good. And yeah. it's easy to say. And you're like, hey, man, I'm going to Zoom you. Well, I think Facebook. I think Facebook. Let's go to meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound. <laughs> hey, man, we should WebEx um, tonight. 
Webex happy hour. Gosh, all of those uh, all of those companies from the early 2000s, they that turn of the, you know, century naming structure for web uh, properties and apps. It was also uh-huh. like cyber, like yeah. WebEx and cybersecurity. All I like, can see when I say those is like a like a sphere that's supposed to be a globe <laughs> with some grid lines kind of around it, maybe some kind of swoosh I around always, it with the words. I always it's just, see it's uh, all bad news. Johnny Mnemonic and uh, <laughs> Billy Idol's cyberpunk album. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Or Lawnmower Man? Yeah, he uses he uses GoTo Meeting. Yeah, he's a WebEx user. Um. <laughs> what's funny though is all the vr stuff is still kind of the same mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, that 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 uh never made it past a big old stupid goggle on, on your face uh yeah it's a whole other conversation for sure i think one of the problems yeah. with facebook portal is i mean you nailed it with naming you were actually saying that the naming is the reason because zoom is actually you know a good name or whatever but i think on the opposite end of that spectrum is facebook portal which is basically mm. like, hey, you know that company that's been having all these security problems and stuff yeah. and it's keeping all of your data? We're going to have a portal into your living room. <laughs> Let's let them record your video conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't – I imagine that's got to be a major, you know, yeah. turnoff for – I mean, I won't buy it. But, like, I imagine that's a major turnoff for a lot of people. Even people that aren't, you know, heavily security-focused or, you know, yeah. aware um, – Man, that's just got to be nuts. And I think Echo, yeah. I think Amazon has their own thing too. Something about Facebook too. It's just because it's, I don't even know how to articulate this in the right way. But I feel like to me, it's always going to be, you know, like a better MySpace. Right. And when they, right. And when they start trying to do these other things, I don't, I don't take it as seriously for some reason. And I can't pinpoint why, because Amazon will do it. Mm-hmm. Amazon can it can make batteries, but also um, make uh, smart home right. assistant devices, and also fulfill your grocery order for some own a Whole Foods. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about Amazon that makes maybe like oh yeah that that makes sense. Yeah, they should they should break into the grocery business and make books and well, publish th- books. And uh, I think Facebook, that- however, is like no, I don't. I like it. I think Facebook, uh, you know, as a communication platform, I think Amazon started as a technological marvel in some way and saying like, I'm going to make it easier to buy books. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day. That's all it was. Yeah. When we, when I was going to college, um, I'm pretty sure toward the tail end of college, Amazon started to have a little bit of an uptick. Um, where you could buy textbooks. And I remember that was a big problem for me in college and yeah. a lot of kids. It's like these books are so damn expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Amazon made it where you can buy them used to made it more. Uh, I mean, God, yeah. do you remember like before that, that just wasn't a thing. Like um, mm-hmm. you had yeah. to go to the local used bookstore and it's just, so I think they started yeah. as like a, they're filling a hole, like a need. Um, yeah. And then started building like technology and infrastructure around that. Google to me did the exact same thing. They were like, Hey, we're going to yeah. take this crazy algorithm, blah, 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 and then make your life better and easier and then build technology around that. Facebook was like uh, at 
you know, for these people, for us, the people that were early users or whatever it was, it was a, it was another MySpace. At first it was just like a college MySpace. So it was even dumber. Yeah. And then it was like a way for college kids to share pictures of their weekend. And then it turned into, <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like this leisure time tool yeah. um, that technologically has done some insane stuff they've built from a mm -hmm. tech perspective. They've actually built a lot of what's powering the UI on the web right now. They've built a lot of cool stuff, but yeah. it's all predicated or it's all based on this initial like, Hey, let's, let's give each other rounds of drink icons and like post yeah. pictures of, you know, my weekend trip or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So when they try to branch out and say like, we've got Facebook uh, investment firm, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And you know, Facebook TV, whatever else they have. Yeah. I, I honestly can't pretend to know a lot about it and, and don't feel super confident. Like, like criticizing it sure really but i don't know there's just something about the way that i feel about amazon and the way i feel about you know versus the way i feel about facebook doing those kind of things yeah and to me it's just funny because amazon is they're like they do everything mm -hmm. and and it, to me that's oh that makes sense and i don't know why <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's why how they've brainwashed me i'm sure it's really just two-day shipping well i think it's that we've so gotten great. older well they do things that no one else does um that are just kind of mind-boggling um yeah you know uh, pay a hundred pay us a hundred dollars a year and we'll give you like this massive subscription to content and media as well as free shipping on everything like, yeah, what? and really? that's just so weird. Yeah, when you when you say it together, <laughs> I'm a Prime member, so I can watch movies, but I can also get toothpaste really fast, and I get 10 percent off blueberries <laughs> at Whole Foods. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I like that. All right, we're what we're, a clunky thing that is, too. Sorry, I know we're we're going way off, off on, a on a tangent. Um, but that's fine. Whatever. Go into your shopping cart on your Amazon app oh, for I know. your QR code for your Whole Foods. Yeah. Discount is just the most clunkiest thing ever. Just allow us to put it in the Apple wallet. Good Lord. Yeah. Walgreens yeah. does it. You guys can't do it. Come on. And it's a, you know, it's a <laughs> stupid bureaucratic uh, thing where they don't, it's the same reason you can't buy um, uh, audible books in on uh -huh. Amazon, in the Amazon app. You yeah. can't just buy them straight from the app. You have to do it through the Audible app and like, or you have to buy the credits on the like website and then uh -huh. go to the app and download it. And it's just like, it's because they're just getting, they're fighting each other on this dumb crap and it's annoying. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> There's our tangent about just nothing. <laughs> That's good. So, uh, yeah, remote communication. Um, you know what I find interesting and I'll bring this up. And maybe we can chat about this for a minute because right before we started talking, I was texting with Matt mm -hmm. um, and what's kind of happening with him. And and um, for for listeners who don't know, Matt is our friend who is in a band and doesn't know when he'll be able to play a live show yeah. ever again right. because who knows – when they'll allow that many people to congregate and he plays in a band that tours nationally i was thinking about that with keith the other day too he posted something yeah, and i was like, like what's what? he doing yeah it, it was kind of fun for me because i started a patreon page yep um for 10 years and it, it was kind of like i don't know i got like a little bit excited thinking about 
all the possibilities that this like this could bring about mm-hmm. of live shows that you could put on your Patreon page once a month and and just the the it's not scalability I, I don't even, I'm losing the word but the potential mm-hmm. the potential that that could have and I was you know I'm like even if t- ten people from every show that you played across the country decided to subscribe to your page to see you guys play some unreleased music once a month i mean that's oh yeah awesome yeah that's an amazing totally doable totally Totally doable i mean patreon to be honest that you know not to get off too on too much of a tangent on that but i think it's such an amazing platform and the way that they do the rev sharing and stuff is actually really great um Mm -hmm. they're they're a really good platform and uh it is really cool to see that i mean did you see the snl uh last two nights ago Uh -uh. so they did snl at home and um all the cast members uh, did what we're doing right now. Just got on Zoom. Yeah. And they did skits. And so basically it's like Pete Davidson and like, you know, AD Bryant and, you know, Kate McKinnon hmm. stuff like setting up cameras and some of them just setting up like phones, obviously, like uh, cell phones yeah. in their house, making up their own skits or whatever. And I'm sure they huh. communicated on this or they collaborated on this virtually. Yeah. Um, so they probably had the writers involved in some capacity or something. But it was like self-directed. Tom Hanks hosted. So it's just like Tom Hanks from his house. He had coronavirus. Um, yeah. Right. So he hosted. He was talking about coronavirus or whatever. And then uh, what's his name? Um, the cold cold play guy, the singer. Oh, Chris Martin. Yeah. Chris Martin played a show. That- <laughs> I know that because cold play. Big fan. Well, no, I mean, that's <laughs> so this is where this is where my mind wheels were going is you were talking about uh-huh. doing remote shows, doing shows and then and, and uploading them or whatever. And that's what some of these people are doing. There's a there's a big thing on Instagram going around. Um, yeah. Oh, man, activate uh, crap. I'm going to totally screw this up. I'll try to put it in the show notes. It's um something basically that I can't remember the name of it. It's like activate music or something, but it's or feed yeah. feed feed through music i don't remember but anyway feed through music yeah. that's probably <laughs> that's it. what it is <laughs> so what it is is uh some kind of catchy phrase um and it is uh, uh bands like our buddies in 10 years or um like chris martin with coldplay or whatever um and doing these uh from home shows of original content original music or just you know their own music or mm-hmm. even covering stuff and then the proceeds from some way donations and stuff like that, that they're getting through this program are going to feed people that don't have food in this time. Oh, that's cool. You know, or whatever. And so there's like a whole bunch of bands jumping on this and stuff. Huh. And it is such a really cool, you brought it up about, um, uh, Patreon and them, and then joining that. And it, I just, I think it's such a cool way that people are finding a way to connect remotely and uh, you communicate with each other, whether it's through art or creativity or just, you know, uh, conversation. Um, yeah. And it's a, do all this cool it's stuff. In, it's going to be interesting to see how people explore and and add, add their creativity to the sort of roadblocks that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, we're kind of confined to spaces with not a lot of people but at the same time we have this access to technology and the world that we've never had before yeah and i think that people with creative minds that have the means to do this kind of like to to reach the world 
will come up with some really interesting, neat things. For and sure. I'm excited to see it. I am too. Uh, you know, podcasts are still, uh, downloads are still tiny compared to YouTube content and Instagram posts and all that kind of stuff. Podcasts are still, I think there's just right at like a million total. Yeah. Um, so, you know, which sounds like a lot, but is actually, actually tiny compared to, you know, the billions of videos on YouTube and, and posts yeah, on right. Instagram and stuff like that. So I think people are going to find new ways to make this interesting. Hopefully we are too. Um, but yeah. uh, people are going to find new ways to make podcasts interesting. People are going to find new ways to make YouTube interesting. Um, and what's really cool to me is I'm sure I'd get bored of it eventually, but right now, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, uh, Trevor Noah, all those uh, late night talk show guys yeah. and then SNL, they're all doing this from home thing and watching yeah. how they're doing it. It is super low budget. It's super uh -huh. goofy, but it is entertaining because it kind of removes the the veil of like this high production, you know, uh, studio or whatever and shows yeah. that some of these guys are actually still just really funny, even without an audience laughing, you know? Yeah. And I wonder if it brings to mind, I mean, at least for me, like how much of that stuff do we really need? Right. You know, like how much how much high budget production, how much does that really add oh, to I'm sure. the experience of watching something on TV? Sometimes, sometimes it does, of course, but not, not as much as money that's put into it. Right. I'm sure. I mean, that's been a big, uh, uh, argument or frustration point for YouTubers for years now is that there's obviously this like immediate negative connotation. Like if you put out a documentary, and you're on Netflix, that obviously yeah. is like quite a bit different in your mental, you know, thought process than if you saw one on YouTube. But I have watched uh -huh. both. There are some that are on YouTube that are way better than some that I've seen on Netflix. And I think there's yeah. just negative connotation of, um, you know, the platform that you're on. And all it is is a distribution platform. So NBC mm -hmm. is just a distribution platform for this comedy or whatever. And just seeing yeah. them come down to the level or come over to the level of like, you know, a lot of these YouTube home YouTubers and stuff like that is, is really interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really cool. So maybe I, it'll um, inadvertently lift that connotation a little bit and just be like, you know, um, this is valid art form as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I hope so. I do too. I, I find it, a little gross sometimes the amount of money that's poured into unneeded things that could be utilized elsewhere oh yeah i mean that's yeah totally <laughs> um how much did avengers endgame make and i loved it but it made like yeah. i don't know a bajillion dollars or something <laughs> i think that was the exact amount and then they're just like real right, round number that's great now we get to make 30 more of these while all these people mm. die over here but whatever yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah, it's a whole other topic. Um, I think you and I are on the same page or, or think the same way there. So we'll be careful yeah. not to depress the crap out of everybody. Everything you do is pointless because people are dying. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think it, I think it, on the flip side of that, it's brought to light how important some things are totally. that people don't necessarily put a lot of stock into like art and, and, um, you know, movies, music yeah. and, and things. I mean, not that people don't put stock into those things, but, but well, um, we cut, we cut, I mean, we don't literally put stock, we cut, funds, we cut funding, you know, them. federally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of what gets you through mm -hmm. things like this, uh, you know, on a, 
on a mental level. Enjoy your anyway. three month quarantine without movies and books, right? Yeah, right. Um, that was um, one of those lines I, I remember from that movie 20, 28 days later. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. And um, they were just kind of talking about, I just remember them talking about there'd never be another new movie again. Yeah. And the idea of, of that was pretty depressing. They touch on that in the the walking dead. They touch on, um, you'll never hear one guy, one character's touches on, you'll never hear, uh, a, a symphony played on like a Stradivarius, you know, violin or whatever. Yeah. And like, it's, it's weird things like that. And so it's, it's, it all comes down to art because you get into just survival mode. And, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately art, you know, gets pushed to the wayside. But yeah. what's really cool is that through these tools and communication platforms that we have, um, it is finding new legs instead of getting pushed to the yeah. side. It's it's actually yeah, becoming exactly. more interesting. And I've seen some of the stuff that you're doing. You're posting uh, your coloring pages on your website. Yeah. I saw you redid your website. Yeah. And I think it's awesome uh-huh. that it's 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 forcing people to um, take advantage of the tools and technology that we have, the ways that we communicate yeah. and uh, put new stuff out there. Yeah, it's cool to see that, you know, because, because art is so important, I believe, it's cool to see all the artists that i know and ones that i don't know like stepping up and and creating content to you know to help people through this in any little way that they can i mean the coloring pages you know maybe maybe they bring a few kids a a few minutes of fun and their parents a a respite yeah for a minute and um and you know a lot of people i know are doing book readings and doing how to draw things um you know, just stuff like that. It's cool to see artists care mm-hmm. enough to do that kind of thing. We just so. did uh, for for Pixel Press for Bloxels. I just I've been doing this video series. I don't know if you've been following, but um, I did one on how to use controllers with Bloxels, uh-huh. um, and then I just did a video on uh, uh, integrating a Makey Makey with Bloxels. Oh, yeah? So building and making Makey cool. at home and like, you know, hooking it up to bananas and stuff and, and yeah, playing with characters. Fun. And so I think huh. that we're just looking for ways just like you are, just like, you know, you were alluding to with other uh, uh, authors and illustrators and stuff, looking for ways to provide mm-hmm. new content to these kids that are, I mean, they're getting their schooling, but we all know that school is typically seven hours a day or whatever. And now they're getting yeah. maybe an hour and a half. You know, so yeah, totally. um, we all know that they're bored. We all know that we're probably all letting them uh, fester a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> and so we're looking some for, days are better than others. Yeah, yeah for sure. For we're sure. looking for innovative ways to, you know, keep keep them engaged and keep them happy and excited and, and as well as adults. So, yeah. Does that all have to do with remote communication? Are we good at this? Are we good at staying on topic? <laughs> no, not, no, I think we're we're okay at it. We're, we're as good as anybody else who's done three podcasts could be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's the internet is a form of online communication and spreading content to the masses is communicating. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, I sure. I think so. I think, uh, you know, we didn't touch on some stuff, but I think some of it's boring and part of uh, daily life for people, email. And, yeah. you know, we talked about Slack a little bit. And there are a lot of tools out there. A lot of them, though, are very focused around work. And I just didn't uh, – I don't know about you, but I didn't feel like just talking about, like, how do I use Trello um, or how do I yeah, use I Slack at work. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to hear about that. I think it's more interesting right now 
you know, not that every episode that we do or every episode of things that we listen to, you know, you don't want them all to just be about COVID all the time. But it is interesting yeah. to hear um, a perspective on a topic that is directed at something topical that we're all kind of going through. And so yeah. um, we'll probably continue to do that for more weeks. <laughs> it would be interesting to see. And, and I don't know. This is just just kind of hit my brain right now. If, you know how all these communicate communication platforms are, are they are based at work and building in team building and talking to your team and whatever. Right. Everybody's a team. There's so much teamwork yeah. going on with like Slack and stuff. Uh, if there's going to be anything like that, that would be more geared toward like family and personal, yeah. you know, there's probably features out there that, and there are some already. I mean, obviously there's, there's all kinds of stuff like that with backgrounds and at making your face look like a puppy and dumb stuff like that. But, <laughs> but things that would actually be useful when, when you're talking to your family and at the same time, you know, cooking, yeah. and there's 10 people talking and, and what things will crop up. And if something, you know, somebody's thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, a lot of that's going to be, if we stay stick with this, you know, situation, or even if life after you know this lifts, you know, goes a, in a different direction, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, from a family perspective, is going to be scheduling based. Yeah. Um, because I think that's something that's sorely lacking in the consumer family, you know, market. Is that? Yeah. Um, everything at work is so heavily schedule based and iterations uh -huh. and running on teams and flows yeah. and communication <laughs> and, you know, sharing of files and all this stuff. And there's a lot of that, yeah. that that we don't need for a family, but man, if someone could make tools that are not stale and yeah. business focused and make it more yeah. family oriented, like our dinner schedule and our communication schedule. I mean, right now I'm talking uh -huh. With my family, my extended family in St. Louis, I'm talking with them once a week on Sundays um, in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of poked, uh, you know, you and I talk weekly, obviously, for this. And then I, you know, talked to our buddy Brian recently and then uh -huh. uh, talking to my buddy Josh. And we're trying to, I'm trying to kind of schedule and coordinate all these different like Zoom sessions and FaceTime sessions and stuff. And it would be nice to have this, you know, organized to a point where, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like it's, you know, stale and gross, but at the same time, yeah. helpful. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I can, I can think of a couple of things that would be more home oriented, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even, even multiple, multiple cameras or a way you know, to not have to hold your phone in front of your face yeah. or be or be attached to one chair. Yeah. Or, you know, you could I wonder if if this were to become more of a a normal way of communication, which it, I mean, eventually it will. I think even, uh, even if there weren't this kind of, you know, like you could walk around your house and cameras could turn on, you know, mm -hmm. like as you walk through and you're not you don't walk away from your Facebook portal or your echo show and nobody can see you anymore. Or yeah. Hear you. That's a solid idea. Actually. Uh, that would be fun some, to build. Some of them, <laughs> I know it just some, it feels clunky and it yeah. feels, it all feels made for work and you can shoehorn it. 
this wor- these work features to to <laughs> to work for you yeah. in a home environment but they're not suited for that always yeah i mean they're all especially the camera stuff is based around okay there's a long table we're all sitting around it there's gonna be a screen at the end with a camera under it yeah you know, so exactly and then you, you try, i try to have my six-year-old talk to his grandma and he's trying to hold the phone and half the time it's pointed towards the ceiling or the floor and then i was like well maybe we can we can you can read him a book and i can put it up on the tv which i can do but it won't be like you're talking to them because they'll be looking at the phone right and not looking at you and it's just it's just clunky so if there's if it was more like smart integrated home communication right would would make more sense i think uh i mean you touch on some interesting stuff there was a moment in time where um the xbox had the skype um you had the connect and you you had skype on it and then there was Uh a moment where skype i think i think they put out no logitech maybe put out their own thing for the like the living room use yeah and i don't think it really caught on but it might now and so you might see companies like apple or a third party company integrating with the apple tv Uh and saying you know we're gonna have it on your on your um on your screen or maybe more screens you know uh set top boxes god that's not what they're called anymore um yeah you know uh led panels uh, samsung uh-huh. you know all those companies putting out uh tvs with tvs that's the word i'm looking for tvs tvs, TVs yeah. with, with with cameras <laughs> in them um yeah i mean it makes sense yeah i mean it's a kind of eventually we'll live in we already live in a world full of screens but right i imagine they'll just overtake our whole lives where the our walls will be screens at some point mm-hmm. but it, it makes sense if you're gonna like you could you could have more of a like real life i'm with somebody talking to them right then which is kind of what makes you feel together mm-hmm. more than you know like if we live when we live together it's not like we constantly talk to each other right but but it would be cool to to be able to just have somebody sort of there connected for a few hours while you're watching a movie or something yeah. together, but you're not really together, but it, you know what just I mean? Feels more like, natural. And, and not have a VR headset on your face. Right. Or something. Yeah. No, it I totally agree. locks you out of life. Feels more organic and natural. Um, the, yeah. uh, my family did a game night Sunday night. Um, we didn't, or I guess it was last night. We didn't participate, but we will be, um, the boys really want to do it. It's a, um, there's a company online that does board games and it's like virtual board games. So you play with uh-huh. people like the way that we're set oh, up right cool. now on Zoom. You yeah. can do that. That's awesome. Um, remotely. And so I think that there's, you know, you play Scrabble and stuff, but you're playing and you've got cameras set up and you uh-huh. can see everybody and you're all playing at the same time. And so it's it's made for more of that. I'm going to be on here for like two hours kind of thing as opposed That's to, awesome. a, you know, 15 minute FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. It would be perfect for something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Or like Elizabeth's been doing these um, – like happy hour mm-hmm. zoom things cool. where the, the people from her work and all, and they all have a beer and just kind of chat. Cool. Which would be much probably. cooler if you could just kind of like walk around yeah. your house and talk to people. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, obviously it, it would be neat and would be really hard to make. And I'm sure, do you think <laughs> sure other people have thought of it? Do you think people's houses are cleaner now than they were two months ago? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Mine is. Mine is. At least a portion of the day. 
until the kids tear tear it apart. Yeah, mine isn't right now, but um, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of film gear set up behind me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, we've uh, we oh. are now at one hour. Yeah, we nailed it. I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could cut some of that out. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, I think that was a good conversation. I think that uh, yeah. it's a lot of good stuff. I did want to just – anyone who is still listening, um, yeah, I did want to replug uh, the uh, connectednation.org. Um, there are ways that you can help yeah. um, with uh, getting internet into um, internet-free uh, zones. Um, you know, uh, Elon Musk launched all of those satellites, 12,000 low-Earth orbit satellites last year. And hopefully, we'll see more stuff like That's that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, the other thing I wanted to uh, throw out there is a folding at home. Uh, check that out, foldingathome.org. It's a, uh, it's a way for you to click a few buttons and be helping people fight the, uh, the good fight against disease, um, specifically right yeah. now against COVID-19. So. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will you. see you next week where we talk about we have no idea, but it will be awesome. Something. Yep. Some stuff. Get ready for some stuff. Get ready for some stuff, everybody. All right. All right. See ya. Thank you.